You're listening to the winning literary show, Off the Shelf Books Talk Radio, live with host Denise Turney, author of the books Long Walk Up, Portia, Love More Over Me, Spiral, Love Has Many Faces, and Rosetta's Great Hope. Turn up your dial and get ready for a blast of feature author interviews, 411 on book festivals, writing conferences, and so much more. Ready? Let's go. Good morning, good Saturday morning. I want to say happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yesterday was his birthday. It was also my dad's birthday yesterday, and I think uh, Muhammad Ali was born sometime around here. So I want to say that uh, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody. And I want to start with this quote. This is uh, the source of the quote is anonymous. Your limitation is only your imagination. Your limitation is only your imagination. You know what? It is hard to believe that. I was wrestling with that this morning, how we think there's something outside of us keeping us from what we want. That's a hard, hard lesson to get, to figure out how to get to the life that you want. And speaking of that, we have a a guest on deck. going to introduce her in just a few moments who is going to help a lot of people. When you talk about looking at your life, how you want to map out your life, you you check in with our source and how to get it done in this world. A lot of that path leads through college, and we know a lot of college students go into so much debt that they either can't buy a home, they have to put off things they want to do it as they design their life, that they have to put it off or never do it. So we have a guest on who's going to help us with that this morning. So you all get ready, get ready, get ready. But first I want to welcome you to our Saturday, January the 20th, January the 16th, 2021. See, I'm already wanting to say 2021. Uh, so welcome, welcome, and to our loyal listeners who've been with us for 15, y'all, we hadn't in the 16 years. I want to thank you for being here with us all these years with Off the Shelf Books Talk Radio. And for those of you who are new, I got to tell you, you are listening to the winning book radio show, our podcast. I want to begin by, t- to our listeners, I got to tell you, a, a new book I just put out is nonfiction. I have two nonfiction books. Most of my books are novels. Awaken Blessings of Inner Love. 2020 is not, I mean, it really is a year that a lot of people probably will never forget. We've had harder years as humans throughout history, much harder years. But for our lifetime, it was, it was one that going down in the record books. But it, it really, it, it really, brought to the forelight the importance of doing daily self-love techniques, not just waiting until the weekend, not just waiting until you go to a worship center, if that's what you, if that's you do or you meditate. It's every day. You can't wait for a retreat or a seminar because when something happens and there's always things coming we don't see coming, if you haven't really been practicing self-love, it could knock you out. And you don't want that. So I encourage you to get a copy of Awakening Blessings of Inner Love. These are daily techniques. You don't have to spend any money on them to do them. And and it's simple ways to practice self-love to keep yourself strong. And speaking of love, and this is a novel, if you love mystery and you value relationships, particularly a soulmate relationship between Raymond and Brenda, they meet in college, and we're going to be really digging into college later in the show. I encourage you, there's a complicated father-son relationship. There are these five dude friends. How often do you hear about men friends in a novel? They have this friendship that lasts a lifetime. 
but there's also tucked in there a murder mystery. And is one of the friends responsible? And would you cover for your friend if you knew your friend had done something? Would you cover for them? And how long would you wait for love? I'm telling you, if these things are valuable to you, I encourage you to get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. It's an ebook and in print format. If you don't see it on the shelf, just ask the clerk to get your copy of Love Pour Over Me by Denise Turney. And now, this is what you've been waiting for. Let us go and meet our very special off-the-shelf guest. And today's off-the-shelf guest is Jean O'Toole. And Jean is the co-founder of Connections One-on-One. She's a life designer, empowerment coach, public speaker, and the author of the book, Scholarship Strategies, Finding and Winning the Money You Need. This is so on time. I'm telling you, if we could just help 10 people on a day show and if they could spread it out, maybe 100 or 1,000 people be helped. So students, stop going from high school to college to debt. Scholarship strategies, finding and winning the money you need. And her expertise is in scholarships and designing a personal winning life. And over 150,000 students have attended Connections one-on-one presentations. And additionally, students have won up to $200,000 to cover uh, college costs. You know what? Even if you can just get your college books covered, those things are expensive. And please check Jean out online at www.connections101.com, spelled the way it sounds, you all, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N-S. And this is not spelled out. It's just the numbers, 101.com, Connections. 101.com Connections 101.com And we are absolutely honored to have Jean O'Toole with us this morning On Off the Shelf Welcome to Off the Shelf, Jean Hi, Denise It is an honor to be on your show Oh, thank you We're so happy to have you And she is on the road She is a road runner And she's still sticking to what she set out to do Even though she's on the road, we, we're, we're happy to have her with us this morning. And, and, and you guys get ready, take notes, what you can learn, and then writing down that connections101.com as well so you can go over there and stay connected to uh, Gino too. Now, Gene, the first few questions I'm going to ask you, I ask every guest on the show just to give our listeners backstory. I'm going back over 15 years when I started out. I used to just go right into the questions, and the listeners would email me and say, no, 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 no. Give it, let us know a little bit about the guests before you do that. So to begin, <laughs> could you tell off-the-shelf listeners, Jean, where you grew up and what life was like for you growing up? Yeah, sure, and um, and I appreciate um, that the opportunity to, to share this. So I grew up in western Massachusetts in a, a very rural area. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and I was the first person in my family to go to college, I remember the years of making this plan of hoping to be the first person in my family to go to college. And my family and I, we just, we, we scrambled trying to find information. We scrambled trying to find scholarships. And, and I got to tell you, Denise, I wish that I knew even a piece, just a piece of what I've come to know over my years of research now being a scholarship expert and strategist. But um, I, I did find some scholarships. It took me uh, to New York City, and uh, I was able to intern 
and my way uh, to some great uh, professional uh, career positions. And it allowed me actually to start speaking around the country at a young age, connecting with people. And I was fortunate to be part of a group of speakers uh, called Making It Count Speakers. And Making It Count was a subsidiary of Monster.com. And this goes back now over a decade ago. But we had this fortunate opportunity to have conversations with literally thousands of students throughout the United States at college universities and at high school auditoriums. And, you know, I got to tell you, Denise, it didn't matter where I was traveling or where the conversation was happening. Students would always communicate that they were excited about their future, but they were also worried about how their student debt was going to impact them and their family. And that inspired me to do an enormous amount of research uh, to ultimately put together the program and now the book that we're talking about today, Scholarship Strategies. Wow. Now, when you were a kid, growing up in rural rural Massachusetts, first in a family to go to college, and I remember Munster. Munster was huge. You know, it's amazing how things come and go. MySpace is still around, but MySpace used to be enormous. All the young folks were on MySpace. Things just change so quickly today. Thank so you. all that shared. <laughs> I mean, five years from now, you're like, okay, this thing was so hot, and now it's not anymore. But as when you were a kid, what did you want to be? What did you dream of being growing up on a farm? What did you say, this is what I want to be when I grow up? You know, I I actually had the dream of becoming a a, a talent agent. And oh, wow. Helping. Yeah, I know. So, um, but I had the dream of working in TV and film and, and and helping people, you know, craft their careers in the entertainment industry. And you know, what's interesting, you know, sometimes sometimes you don't know where where the world is taking you. And it was actually in the pursuit of that goal that while I was in college interning at different talent agencies and casting offices in New York City that I um, was able to achieve that goal at a very uh, young age of, of 23. And at the time, I, in fact, I was the youngest talent uh, representative in New York, and I was booking people, uh, young people, for TV, film, and, and Broadway. And I had this unique opportunity presented to me to travel and to help families uh, start careers in the entertainment industry and stay away from scams. And so I started, that's when I started traveling and speaking. And it was so rewarding that I took a step back after a few of those years. And I said, you know what? I want to help people on the larger scale. I want to have conversations with students regardless of what their career goals were going to be. And that got me curious about researching what types of opportunities were out there. That's how I found making it count, and the rest has been history. Wow. You you know what? And one thing, and I hadn't even looked through, I mean, I researched for the interview, and I always learned so much during the shows and during researching for each of the, uh, the guest uh, feature interviews. But I had when I was talking about designing your life and imagination at the beginning, I didn't re, hadn't read down through the questions I was going to ask you 
but that is <laughs> it, it, it. It one thing when you when your life unfolds, you you and I can tell you doing off the sh- off the shelf for fi- over fifteen years. How many guests when I asked them what did you dream of being when you were a kid? So few wanted to be what they're doing, and they and just <laughs> something happened. As, as some people, it's, like I've had, a, we had a guest on. It was an injury. It was she had an injury, and she's mm. in a wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair, and it kind of shaped her life. Uh, uh, some people, it was it's they they t- went into a job, and the person who they reported into quit, and somebody else told them, "You got to do the job now." <laughs> and they're like, wow. <laughs> and then listening to you, you know how you you have to stay open. So, because life, you you start out one way and boom, you turn it in another direction. Now, at night, we want, I want to talk about this scholarship. Really, really offer as much tips and advice to people uh, as I can. Yeah. Not only during the show live for our listeners who tune in via iTunes, via blog, uh, blog talk radio, we're, we're on so many channels, and then I promote the show afterwards. To, but this is a topic I really hope people gain a lot of value and save money from. So to just just to start to paint a picture for our listeners, in 1920, undergraduate tu- tuition at Wharton, which is in, in, in is a part of the University of Pennsylvania, and this is according to the University of Pennsylvania archive records. In 1920, an undergraduate tuition at Wharton was $250. Oh, now today, <laughs> yes, today to. It's a hundred over a little over a hundred years ago. Today, tuition at the school is seventy four thousand five hundred just for the first year. Yeah. That's an increase of almost three hundred times what it was in nineteen twenty. And on the other hand, housing prices have risen from about two thousand four hundred and fifty for five rooms and a bath to two hundred forty six thousand in twenty twenty. Oh my God! So the first question I want to ask you is. Why has the cost of tuition risen so much? Yeah, it's it's a really important question, and I, thanks for for also sharing with the listeners the perspective of of how much tuition has jumped over time. Uh, and I do believe that our conversation today, Denise, is going to you know touch families, and that's why we're gonna we're, we are gonna give some uh, a lot of strategy and value today. Um, during our conversation, we, I want I, I I am hoping that uh, that families who are tuning in will be able to literally change their situation with what we're going to talk about today. You know, the reason why tuition has uh, climbed so drastically is because there has not been a there has not been a a a a, a stop from the the general public to say tuition is too high. We will not send our child there. Everybody wants the best for their, their son or daughter. And if the best has just raised their prices again, the family unfortunately is having to scramble to try to make that dream a reality for their son or daughter. And unfortunately, you know, these schools, there, there, have not, there has not been a single reason for them to stop raising tuition. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there are some expenses that do increase over time, obviously technology. But, you know, I, 
you could take a step back and take a look at what some of this increased tuition is going for, and you start seeing things like the the pool that's installed at the top of the dormitory or the rock wall, rock wall climbing wall, or the elaborate dining hall options, and you start realizing that all of this, so so much of this money goes to perks, and college is a business, just like everything else. So these colleges, whether they are uh, public schools or private schools, it is in their best interest to make their educational offering as enticing as possible for a family. Mm. Oh, my God, good points. You know, so we have to – parents and students have to dig a little deeper because there are other ways to, to get a college education at a respectable accredited school and not pay that kind of, I mean, insane amounts of money. You have to design in your life. You have to think about your future, not just to say I have a, I have a degree from this huge, big-name school. Uh, if you want to work like in a certain field, see where most of the, most of the, most of the, where do, is it a company you want to work from? What school do they generally hire from? Because I'm telling you, I've seen that. I worked in HR. Companies hire mm-hmm. from certain schools in certain areas. Can you can you lower the cost? on your tuition by just going to one of those schools if you want to get hired by a certain employer. Now, what's the average What's the average age of the 44 million United States student loan borrowers? Borrowers, How many of them apply for it? And how many actually apply for college scholarships? Do people just right away, what's the average age of somebody who's applying for a student loan? Well, you know, here, here's, what's, here's what's so interesting about that is when you look into the when you look into the the data the the um you know this um amount of well we have 1.6 we have 1.6 trillion dollars of student loan debt and um this is not it's not being held by uh you know recent college graduates only it's it's folks in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. And, Denise, wow. I even talk with families every day who, you know, could there could be family members in their 60s who are still paying back wow. student loan debt. And, and oh that, it doesn't have to be that way. No matter where someone is pursuing their education, there are private scholarships, and that's what I'm an expert in. I'm, a, I, I'm an expert in private scholarships. Those are scholarships from companies, organizations, individuals, foundations, scholarships that are not attached to specific educational institutions and therefore can be used any, anywhere that person is pursuing additional education. Um, and what's exciting is that if someone does pursue these private scholarship opportunities they can change the they can change the the, the story they can change yes. the story and that's why I do the work that I do wow you know i want to just i want to really uh hammer one more point through to our listeners according to the federal reserve in 2018 students took out about 29,000 $800 in student loan debt. I wonder now if there's a mindset that people just automatically go toward the student loan. So they, 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 they maybe if they can get a federal student loan or they, they're just, how can I get a good student loan? And they're not even really considering 
scholarships that people are. are. And then I want to ask you before uh, asking you, what are some ways that parents can help reduce this over $1 trillion in student loan debt? Is that the first option from what you're seeing? Are people even considering scholarships and as much volume as they're just going right to the student loan? Yeah, so there's a there are there's um definitely there's definitely a disconnect as far as the information helps as uh, on on what type of scholarships really could be available for their students um for their son or daughter. Uh you know, families just like my family, we we relied on the guidance of the counselors at the high school, and they and, and I want to first say I am a super fan of all college counselors. I'm a super fan of all guidance counselors. They work so hard, and and you know uh, I I see I see their their dedication every day. But all scholarships are not sent to schools, so the school might be giving the family whatever information they have, but unfortunately that is not all of the opportunities and not by a long shot. And so if a family is only, is, is only, uh, you know, listening to whatever opportunities are presented to their high school, they all, they unfortunately will probably have a gap in their educational uh, pursuit and their funding, and that's why so many families just uh, resign themselves to signing their name to student loans. Now, what I wish that every family could hear right now, if you could hear, hear one piece, that is this. Private scholarships, number one, are available not just to a graduating high school senior, but they are available from companies, organizations, foundations, to children, frankly, as young as five and six years old who are in kindergarten, meaning that every year that a child is in, in their primary or secondary education, they could already be accumulating a pile of money, substantial, I mean, we're, you know, four and five figures of, of money. And then anyone who's listening right now, listen to this. If you have a family member who is in college right now, and maybe you did have to sign your name to a portion of student loans, which I did as well and with my, our family. We, we found what we could find, and then we sat down and we signed our name to student loans. If you have a student in college right now, Know that there's tons of private scholarships that they can be applying for right now and be receiving money that you could pay off that student loan in advance. So if someone potentially can walk off a college campus, regardless of where they are in this uh, scholarship pursuit, walk off a college campus with a degree and zero student loan debt, and that becomes a game changer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely! Oh my goodness! And then, and then, and I know your 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 niche is the scholarship route, but for our listeners, if you can afford to even work, 
while you're going to school, or maybe you get your first two years through the community college, and then you transfer your credits over for a bachelor's degree. There's so many ways if you say, I am not going into debt to get my degree, and then you go from there and figure out, like getting in touch with Geno Tool, Connections 101, you you find out how can I do that. I'm not going into debt to get my degree. I am not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. If I have to go with an employer and get a, and my employer help pay a part of my tuition, I get the other through private scholarships, but I'm not going into debt. Make that a goal rather than I'll pay for college however I have to. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and, and Denise, you, you, I, you mentioned that, you know, and, and your listeners know that you have, uh, you have uh, a lot of experience from HR. And I'm really glad that you mentioned the strategy, I consider it a strategy of, you know, maybe starting at a community college and then transferring to that four-year uh, institution. Because at the end of the day, no one will ever ask you, where did you start school? They only want to know, where did you finish? And yes. th- that is one of many, many strategies. We actually have, I have a, a, a full chapter that I dedicate in the book about many ways to cut the bill beyond financial aid and scholarships. I'll give you another one right now. So um, there is, you know, a, a, a tremendous way to cut the bill significantly is for families to seek out uh, opportunities for their high school students to earn college credits in advance. The majority of community colleges in in the United States do offer uh, classes um, online and um, in person. And, you know, we're pretty much everything's online right now. Um, But but they offer opportunities for high school students uh, to earn college credits at either a reduced cost or even free. And it would serve every family to take a look into what is available in your area. Um, Many opportunities, um, again, can actually be done virtually, so you don't have to travel. And what's exciting about this is that a student can start their first year of undergraduate education coming to the table already with anywhere from nine to 16, you know, college credits. I've seen some students, you know, start with even more. So they're starting already off the bat with, um, with enough college credits to consider them either a second semester freshman or a second year student. You, you mentioned at the top of the show the cost of Wharton Business School right now in 2021 that it's over $70,000 a year. So think about this. If a family has done uh, their research and has um, looked into obtaining college credits in advance, then that young person who potentially could start at Wharton uh, as a second-year student officially because the credits they're bringing to the table, they're already saving their family and saving themselves over $70,000. That's real money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, 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 the people in their 60s still paying on their student loans. And if you, like my sister's a teacher, she had to go to college. And, 
but but okay, so here first I'm gonna ask you about your book and then I have to ask you a question. One thing I think that puts people off from a applying for scholarship is the time investment. But before we get there, can you give off-the-shelf listeners an overview of scholarship strategies, finding and winning the money you need? Can you just tell us about some of the topics that are covered in the book? Absolutely. So um, we this is this is a uh, we consider this a resource tool, Denise. There's 25 clear strategies on how you can find more scholarships, how you can make this process easier for you and your family, and you can um, and, and help yourself identify which scholarships you have the best chances of winning. There are tons of opportunities out there, and we don't none of us have none of us to have the time uh, to apply for all of them, uh, and, and frankly, nor should you, because some are just frankly not worth your time, but some are very much worth your time. So we educate people on how to look at the opportunity, how to find the opportunities quick, and, um, and just streamline this process. If someone utilizes these strategies, uh, they will absolutely find hundreds more scholarships than if they just work with their school guidance office. Um, and, so, and then, I, as I mentioned, we also have a bonus chapter in the book uh, that includes 15 ways to cut the college bill beyond scholarships and financial aid is it is it let me ask you this is it worth it you know we every a lot of us do things online is it worth it to go on the internet you get your you get your book scholarship strategies finding and winning the money you need and then somebody says well you know what i want to check and see if there's whatever out here um is it worth it to go on the internet and you see uh, you see these scholarships and you say oh let me apply there and let me apply there is that worth it, or is that like a, a as far as time management? That's not the best way to really go about it. Is there, are there like certain directories, et cetera, where you can find scholarships that you outline in your book? Yes, um, and and I actually have a, a lot of free resources that all of your listeners right now can even take advantage of. Uh, there is, uh, if you go to connections101.com, I have there's several free uh, PDFs that I encourage people to take advantage of. One is a simple how to get started guide. So, because we want people to be empowered with this information so they can take charge of their life and pursue this easily and starting today. Second is a list of scholarship search websites. Download it, use it. Uh, there's every single website that we have listed on there is, is free to use uh, and there are national search websites. And the third thing we have on there are some uh, some tips to help families with any type of uh, scholarship essays when and if they are required. Now, you are asking, you know, which scholarships, you know, are really worth your time. So here's, here's, a, here's a, a real simple uh, tool that everyone can, can use right now as they are looking at opportunities. Number one, always prioritize first any scholarship where the, the criteria is specific and you just happen to meet that, that, that criteria. So, for mm. example, if you were, um, if you were uh, applying for scholarships, Denise, right, there's some very specific things that would be uh, that, you could, that you could apply for, right? Scholarships that uh, based on, on writing, right, you're, you're uh, a, a very accomplished author, 
you have um, you have uh, a, 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 an incredible uh, following with your show. Um, and so, you know, you have experience in uh, new media, right, podcasting and, and new media. So, and you're also, you're also um, an entrepreneur. So uh, those types of things that happen to specifically aligned with you, those would, be, those would be topics that I would encourage if you were, uh, if you were my, um, if we were, you were the scholarship seeker and I was working with you, I would, we, would, we would actually do a money map with you um, and identify those, those items and others that specifically align with you, right? Not everybody out there can say that they have a, a, that they have a show, right? You, you do. So that's something that would be specific to you. Now, something that's a large category, uh, like business, if you're, if you're maybe going to get an MBA or, or advanced, advanced degrees, that's a larger category. So larger category scholarships we want to we, we recognize are going to be scholarships where there's going to be a lot of people who are applying. And we still want to apply for them, but they're not, they shouldn't be the, at the top of your list, of your to-do list, because we, it's always a numbers game. How many, uh, approximately how many people will be applying for this opportunity? We always want to direct our energy to where uh, there will be fewer applicants so we have the highest statistical chance of winning. Ah, okay. And then I have to ask you this for our listeners. I have to ask you this question. So you're going to apply for a scholarship, and you say, oh, i got to write another essay. (laughs) How long does it take to apply for a scholarship on average? And do you cover any shortcuts and scholarship strategies, finding and winning the money you need on when you have to do these essays? Do you do you offer any shortcuts? So how long on average does it take to apply for a scholarship? And I'm really looking at one with an essay. And are there do you sure. share any shortcuts in your book? Yes, I've got a super shortcut for everybody. So first off. Here's the great news for everyone out there who wants to get into the community of scholarship seekers, right? Uh, recognize that private scholarships, these are, again, scholarships from companies, organizations, foundations. These are not scholarships from a college or a university, and therefore they're not, being, they're, they're not designed or are being evaluated by academia. These are, these are corporate folks. These are nonprofit folks. These are people who um, are interested in, you know, uh, um, offering a scholarship because generally it aligns with their corporate mission. And when and if they are asking for an essay, they usually are asking for a very short piece of writing. When I say short piece of writing, uh, Denise, uh, it's usually specified uh, to be roughly 500 words is the, is the average amount of, of essay. So for, for um, anyone who's listening, that is, that is uh, like a half a page, all right, a half a page. Uh, so we're not talking about five-page papers. We're not talking about extensive essays. We're talking about 500 words. Uh, rarely will it be more than 500 words. Uh, the most I've ever seen for a private scholarship application it was uh, was asked was 1500 words and that was for i believe uh, a grad school scholarship um, or postgraduate scholarship 
but here, so here's the, the good news as far as time goes. Really, you can be effective with your scholarship pursuits in roughly a half hour, three times a week. This is the time that I, I, I ask all of my, it doesn't have to be a part-time job. Everyone asks me, does this have to be a part-time job? No, nope, it doesn't. <laughs> if, you're, if you're spending part-time job uh, time on this, then you're, you're working hard. You're not working smart. This really, this really can be done in a half hour, three times a week. And, um, and here is, the, here is a, a super secret for time-saving uh, everyone. And I talk about this in, in, in the book. I, I encourage everyone to use what I refer to as ready-to-go material. Ready-to-go material are any papers, projects, essays, poems, anything that you have written um, in the past, if you're a high school student, uh, anything that you've written in the past four or five years, if you're an adult student, anything that you have written um, in the past 10 years, that's saved to your cloud, it's on a thumb drive, it's saved somewhere, whether it was for uh, you know, an assignment, or it was just for for personal writing. Maybe you wrote some poetry uh, in your, um, in just because you enjoy writing poetry. Anything that you have actually spent time on and it's done, that is ready to go material. And here's what most people don't know, but they're going to learn it right now. Every scholarship that you apply to does not have to relate to what you want to do with your life. This is so important. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Every scholarship that you apply to does not have to relate to what you want to do with your life. So back to ready-to-go material. Maybe you are someone who wrote a poem, even if it was a few years ago, right, and it is saved on your computer somewhere. Well, I don't know why this is, but, it, but there is a, it's a fact that there happens to be a lot of poetry scholarships out there. I don't know why, but there, there are. You could take that poem that you wrote, whether it was for a class or just for a personal uh, expression, and take that poem and apply to any number of the tons of poetry scholarships out there. And those potential winnings pay for the engineering degree, pay for the business degree, pay for the, the, the grad school, pay for the nursing degree. Uh, it's, it's very exciting that we can take material that we've already written and find a scholarship that connects to it and use that to expedite out many, many, many applications very quickly. Wow. See, you shared some tips I hadn't even ever thought of. I remember a couple of years ago, I somebody I heard said I, they went to college, got a degree, and they never spent a dollar. And there was a lady who worked, I forget where she worked in college. She said she didn't spend nothing for her college. And her son didn't. And you hear this and you're like, there's no way. And then you listen to you and you're like, yeah, you know what? If you start maybe when your kid's in the ninth grade and you just do three days a week, just a half an hour, three days a week, you might have that nailed by the time they graduate from high school. Uh, another thing, there's so many things that that you you share and you cover to help others, but I wanted to just, for our listeners, cover as much as I can. Again, the book uh, from Gene O'Toole is Scholarship Strategies, Finding and Winning the Money You Need. Gene, what is a money mission? Mm. So the, the money mission is, is – is the goal that you are, you you are uh, 
deciding that you are a scholarship seeker. This is, you're not just hoping. A lot of people, a lot of people, unfortunately, approach the whole time, hope for the best. And that is not, that is not mission oriented. That is not uh, strategic. And so, you know, if we are mission oriented, then, then the time that I'm using is, is uh, meaningful. And I am saying to myself, you know what, my goal, my dream is worth it. I am worth it. And therefore, I am going to set aside, not just, you know, I'm going to set aside the half hour three times a week. And I'm going to put, put it in my, in, I'm going to mark a, a little alarm even in my phone and say, you know what, this is my time. And we, the reason why I, I even start with that half hour three times a week, Denise, is because, you know, the money mission, this pursuit of scholarships, it is a long game. This is not a this is not a sprint. It is absolutely a marathon because any given scholarship, no matter who is giving the money away, they're not they're they are not. Uh, we don't find out right if we won the scholarship the next week, right? We, it, in fact, uh, the the fastest that a scholarship will turn around is usually six weeks to to two months. So, with that said. Right? And, and frankly, uh, the, the majority of scholarships, we may not know if we've won them for about four months to six months. So with that said, we need to work with human nature. We need to work with the human, human nature um, of ourselves and give ourselves small, attainable goals every week, right? We all, we all, we've all heard, um, you know, about uh, the SMART goal uh, process, uh, you know, uh, making really small attainable goals for ourselves each week to keep the wheels on the road of this process. So half hour, three times a week, I tell, I tell families every, every week, here's what you're going to do in that half hour, that, those, that hour and a half total. Uh, you know, one of those, one of those half hours, uh, you'll, you'll spend with, uh, with some, with some research time. And again, there is a list of, of, uh, scholarship search engines. It's a free download at Connections 101. Take advantage of it. The other two pieces of, of, of your week um, should be uh, with uh, putting together uh, one, uh, one application where you had to maybe write those 500 words for, for that essay. We have, again, some essay tips and how to make those essays even stronger. It's another free download at Connections 101. The, and the la, and that last that last half hour is finding a scholarship related to uh, something from your ready to go material poem, like we mentioned. Ultimately, if in that in that week you should be able to expedite out. This is what I, I tell every family. Your goal should be to expedite out two applications a week, two applications mm. that you hit send on. And if you were to do that, right? If you were to hit uh, if you were to submit two every week, one is with material you've already written at some point in your life, then at this time next year, you would have applied to over 100 scholarships. This doesn't have to be hard. It's just committing to a little bit of time and energy each week. And, and you know, in, that, in one of that, those research sessions, I, I hear about it all the time, uh, where maybe a student or, or a parent, 
they, they start really looking at some of these scholarship opportunities and they get excited, they get inspired. And that half hour, maybe it turns into 45 minutes or, or an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's great that, that they were inspired to extend that time for themselves, but they didn't have to. And as soon as they hit that half hour, they were already able to give themselves that little pat on the back that I accomplished my goal. That is so key. And I know that you know, you, you know this from working with people for all these years and, and all of the conversations you've had with your guests. We have to recognize that as people – we need to set up attainable, easy goals, easy, easy, easy goals for us to hit to keep that wheel, those wheels on the road. If I were to tell everybody right now, you know what, uh, you're going to, uh, you, you, should, you should work on this, uh, you know, an hour three times a week. Well, maybe right now because we're, you're listening, maybe, maybe you're inspired and maybe you say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm jumping in. And uh, I'm going to do an hour three times a week, and, and you're able to do it this week, but there will come a week where you're not able yeah. to make that happen. Because life <laughs> happens. Life happens, right? And what, is, oh, and, and what do we know? What do we know when we have set a goal, we chose the goal, and we are not able to hit that goal? We get frustrated, and we quit. Yeah. yeah. And then, so we've got to give never... ourselves easy goals, easy goals to hit. But easy goals to hit means, you know, long-term, lots of applications being sent out. Yeah, so because so, when we get frustrated, then, you, then, you, then all the, your time investment is wasted, and you tell people, don't bother with that, it doesn't work. But when you break it down into small steps, like you said, and you keep going, and then, and this isn't something where you wait for, have to wait for a miracle to happen. It's just if you keep doing what you're saying half hour, three times a week, you are going to yield results. You are going yeah. to yield results. Uh, there's so many things. I wanted to ask you next. Is there a way for a student to begin locally to raise money yeah. for college and get scholarships? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, and, and I'll tell you, this is where uh, this is where – your time is so well spent. This is an, an incredible investment of time and energy. If you start looking into what the local scholarship opportunities are, because, again, this is a numbers game, and we need to look at the numbers. Well, where, are the, where, where statistically are the numbers best in your favor? At the local level, right? If there's a scholarship that is being offered – to students in your town or in your county, then those are then those are opportunities where you're not competing against students from across the country, right? So you really want to pay attention to anything that could be happening in, uh, locally. And here are three important uh, questions that every family should ask uh, when they when they are looking at um, a local scholarship. And and I'll, I'm, I will I will give. Uh, all of your listeners a little uh, bonus uh, tip here in just a second on how to even uncover uh, more of your local scholarship opportunities. But if you find out about a, a local scholarship, maybe the local real estate company down the road is giving away a $2,500 community service scholarship, right? So here's the questions that every family should ask. Who won last year? Why did they win? And who decides? Who won last year? Why did they win? And who decides? Right? So, and I'll tell you right now, um, the reason why, you know, who won last year? Why did they win? Well, you know, 
thanks to social media, it might be as it, it, it might be very easy for you to actually connect with that previous winner and find out a little bit more information about what they, um, you know, what they their application uh, was uh, compiled of in order to catch the attention of these decision makers. But I'll tell you, the greatest question that you could spend some time and energy uh, getting an answer to is who decides? Who decides? So, so every scholarship at the local level, there's going to be one of two decision makers. Either it's going to be someone, uh, the decision maker is someone from your, you know, high school, uh, could be, you know, a faculty member or a counselor or an administrator, you know, someone from your school, or the decision maker is actually from that company or that organization. So let's take that example of the, uh, you know, real estate company that's giving away a community service scholarship. And maybe in, the, in that, this scenario, uh, that company, they, they have their own, they, employees from their company, you know, have formed a committee and they will decide on who gets the money. Well, it would be so powerful if, as a, you know, on your money mission, as a de- dedicated scholarship seeker, you were to actually reach out to that, that company and communicate two things. If, some, if you're taking notes, you want to take notes on this. Take notes, number one, first thing you communicate is gratitude. So, um, hi, it's been brought to my attention that your company puts together a scholarship for students in our area. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. It means a lot, right? Definitely communicate gratitude right off the bat. And then secondly, and this is the whole reason why you're calling, the second, the second thing you're going uh, to say is you're going to uh, let them know, you know what, I'm really interested in, in potentially ap- uh, applying for this scholarship. What are you looking for in an ideal candidate? Mm. What are you looking for in an ideal candidate? This is a mic drop moment, Denise, for anybody who, take, who takes advantage of this, all right? Because I guarantee you that um, that organization has never received that phone call. Yeah. And, yeah. and now in that moment, right, in that moment, they, that, the person on the other side of that, that, that line, they don't know anything about you. They don't know what grades you've done, what grades you've gotten, what you've done outside of the classroom, or what do they know about you? They know that you are motivated, determined, and driven. Yeah, and pretty soon they're, mm-hmm. they're not, they might even be asking, "What's your name again?" Oh, you know, yeah. and they're writing down your name and now emailing everybody in their committee. You'll never believe the phone call I just got from from yes. this person, right? Yeah. Now what? But there's magic that can there's there's like gold that happens in that moment, right? Gold that can happen in that moment because obviously if there is and you know if the conversation continues, you find out some more extensive information about what they're really looking for. That's gold because now. Armed with that information, right? We know that uh, information is powerful, and um, and choice is the most powerful thing that we own. With that information, we can choose that that scholarship seeker can choose to take action to literally become the best qualified candidate for that money. But also, too, no matter what, even if it was a short conversation, that that student has just made a connection with somebody at that company, and they have gotten okay. a name. They got a name. Yeah, and now when they reach out in that application, even if the application is happening six months down the road, they can then say, um, you know, I had a great great conversation. (laughs) I had a great conversation with Ms. Jones, and Ms. Jones uh, shared with me the blah, 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 
And now every single one of those people on that scholarship committee recognizes that this applicant has gone has gone above and beyond everybody else. Um, you know what? You, I'm telling you, I want to. We, we we have less than ten minutes. You are sharing. Oh my God! To anybody, any student, any parent, you gotta check out this show and get this book. Um, just listening to you, but I, I when I'm working in HR, I can tell you. With all the resumes, you see recruiters like, oh, my God, so many resumes to go through, other than using keywords and metadata. But when you call that company and you engage somebody in a conversation and you use their name in your cover letter, boy, does it stand out. I'm telling you, there are ways to differentiate yourself, and you just hit a serious I mean, ball out the park on that when when you can use the name of somebody who's sitting at the mm-hmm. table to make the decision on who's going to get the scholarship, and you're the only one who knows anybody's name who's on that the decision makers. When you talk about going to the top of the heap, yes. <laughs> can you tell us? Yes. The, oh, go ahead. No, you, I, I'm so excited here listening to you. I'm so excited listening to you right now, Denise, because this is it. This is if, if, if people could take one piece away today, let it be this. All of us have very strategic actions that we take when we are pursuing uh, internships, jobs, when we are trying to get that raise. Why? Why, then, are young people not taking those same actions when it comes time to getting money for, with scholarships. If you can apply the same philosophy, you can separate yourself from the pile of other people. I definitely want to ask you two more questions. We, we're coming short on time, but can you tell us okay. what are scholarship clubs? What, what are they? What goes on in a scholarship club? Yeah, I've been, uh, I, I've been running scholarship clubs uh, for years now. And what happens in the scholarship club is, so, so what's exciting is that uh, every scholarship that a student comes across may not be right for them, but it could be right for somebody else. A scholarship club could be as few as two, two friends who want to do this scholarship pursuit together, or it could be an entire school. And I've worked with, I've worked with situations where we have anywhere from 20, 20 people to you know, 70 people who are on a, a, a money mission, they're looking for scholarships. And what's exciting is this. Think about this. If, you, if your goal was to find five scholarships this week, right? So you go and you find five scholarships, and, and your friend also has found five scholarships this week, well, you know, bring that information together, and during a club you, we'll put it together like in a spreadsheet or, you know, in a way that we can, the information can be shared. But... Uh, you can find so many more scholarships faster. I always want people to be applying for, for scholarships, not, not spending all their time searching for scholarships. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. I actually worked with um, even here's a, a quick example. Uh, 20, 20 students in New Jersey, I was working with their high school, and we would meet. We met for six, just six weeks during their lunch hour, the students decided to uh, eat, uh, you know, eat at their desk, and, and we had a scholarship club meeting during their lunch hour, uh, six times, so six weeks, and those students each were to find five scholarships, 
each week. And of course, sometimes people are going to find the same five, the same, same uh, scholarships, but all together, just in six weeks, Denise, that group of students who were in ninth grade through 12th grade, they collectively found for one another over 600 scholarships. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable how, you know, think about it. The, the fixed resource that every one of us has is time. We cannot create yeah. more time. So mm-hmm. if, if we can actually work together to ultimately help one another find more scholarships faster, everyone will have so much more opportunity to reduce their college costs. Wow. I think I have time just for maybe one or two more questions, but can you tell us about your presentations and how can students attend Connections one-on-one presentations? Yeah, um, you know, since COVID, we have actually brought our presentations virtually. uh, And so, uh, you know, I've been giving these seminars about scholarship strategies and taking a proactive role to scholarship searching. Uh, since 2008, and that's why we've had thousands and thousands of students attend our, our programs across the country. But now, no matter where you are in the country, you can attend uh, our seminars. In fact, I give a free seminar once a month, um, and, and you can just log in and join us. And uh, we do that because we want to help as many families as we possibly can. To find out about uh, the next uh, seminar, uh, visit our Facebook page, which is Scholarship Strategies, and uh, you'll see the dates of the upcoming free uh, virtual scholarship seminars. I encourage you jump on in. You know, we want to. You will you will walk away with with uh, information to really get you going. But any school in the United States who is interested in a seminar, uh, we um, we're happy to even organize that for a school. Um, a school or a, or a group can reach out to us at scholarshipstrategiesteam at gmail.com. That's scholarshipstrategiesteam at gmail.com, and we, we're happy to organize a, um, a private uh, virtual scholarship seminar for your, your school. Wow. Now, what have readers been saying about scholarship strategies, finding and winning the money you need? What have you been hearing from, from readers about the book? Well, it's been really exciting. Uh, we have we, we we hear from from families all across the country all the time, uh, who are who are so thrilled uh, to be able to feel empowered. Frankly, feeling like they actually know what how to approach this process. We heard from a family recently in Texas uh, who uh, they had they had not attended one of my seminars. They had only picked up our book. Uh, reached out to us, and uh, thanks to just even the strategies in the book, uh, their, fam- their, their daughter, who was a senior last year, uh, she won um, uh, roughly $130,000 in private scholarship monies, and the family was now uh, working on uh, their scholarship money mission uh, with their two younger boys who were in elementary school. So um, they're already, you know, they're getting started soon, and, and, and we love this. I mean, this is why we do this. Uh, we want to help people change the story, and so that you, you know, how different could could our could our lives and society be if, when someone is graduating from college, they're able to actually pursue this dream that they've had, and they can pursue it fully, and not have to take on second and third jobs in order to pay oh, student loans. Yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's impacting. What a great, what a great point. Oh yeah, what a great I mean, point. If, if, 
you know, the student loan debt is impacting whether or not people can buy houses, start families, start businesses. And the private scholarships are there. With some information, families can really, uh, you know, run with this. And uh, it's so exciting when they do. We are so grateful to have Gino Tool on here. Tell us where the, our listeners can get a copy of Scholarship Strategies, Finding and Winning the Money You Need, and is it in ebook and print, audio book, what formats is it in, and where can people get a copy of the book? Yeah, thanks, Denise. Our book is available everywhere books are sold. It is uh, available as uh, as an ebook and as a hard copy. Uh, you can get um, additional information, uh, though, at connections101.com. And, you know, I encourage everyone, you know, that um, if, if you want to, um, in fact, I'll, we'll, we'll do this just, we'll do this for your listeners right now. Uh, if anyone picks up a, a copy from Connections 101 from us directly, uh, we will um, put in the notes that you heard um, about this from, um, from your show, from Off the Shelf. And I will uh, gift, I will give to that family uh, 30 days free of ongoing scholarship support, uh, which will include uh, weekly scholarship alerts, weekly tips and strategies, and uh, video scholarship reminders. I'm going to do that for, for anybody um, who mentions your show. And because and, and, uh, together, Denise, I, I want us to, to help more families change the situation. Wow. Oh, we want to thank you, Jean O'Toole. And what a, just, just the show itself, you can hear her expertise. You can hear her knowledge, the research she's done, the, the family she's worked with. This is somebody who can offer you so many shortcuts that if you did it yourself, this is something I heard um, Tony Robbins say, you know, you can either try to, you can certainly go out and do it all yourself. He read a ton of books and did a lot of research work. Or you can go to somebody who's already done all of that and shortcut it and shortcut your way to success. You can do it mm-hmm. from scratch yourself or you can shortcut your way to success. So I encourage you to get a copy of Scholarship Strategies, Finding and Winning the Money You Need, whether it's for you, whether or you might be an adult one to go back to school, uh, whether it's for a child, a grandchild, niece, nephew, somebody you can help. It could be somebody going to school for the first time, and they're so excited to go, they're willing to take on the student loans, and you can help them avoid that and, and go and get a good education without going into debt. And please visit Gino Tool online at connections101.com. That's connections, the number, 101.com, and visit her online. She just just shared so much with us. Thank you so much, Jean, and to our listeners for tuning in to Off the Shelf. You guys come back next Saturday. We will have another awesome guest here for you at Off the Shelf Books Talk Radio, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday morning. I want to wish you again a happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Jean, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you. And she's on the road, you guys. So thank you, again. thank you again, Jean. Go out and support her again, connections101.com, and get a copy of of the, the scholarship, 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 scholarships book uh, that Jean O'Toole has. You can order it online, connections101.com, where she made a phenomenal offer to us. You guys, I want to tell you, remember, as I always tell you, you are awesome, you are amazing, you're incredible, you're so awesome, you can figure out how to go to college without going into debt because you called Gino too on Off the Shelf this morning. You are amazing, and I encourage you to go out and create a fabulous 
day for yourself today. Gina, I'll, I'll get the email for the show out when it finishes streaming. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Bye for now. Bye, Denise. Thank you.